I am Tiffany Beltran, and this is Tiff Talks, where I'll be using my platform to share stories of success, growth, inspiration, healing, and hope from Trailblazers in South Jersey. Thank you for joining. As most of you know, I'm a real estate broker in Jersey and Pennsylvania. I'm also a business owner, viral media, an investor, a health and wellness enthusiast, a gardener, a reader, just a lover of life, a genuinely positive, happy person. And I've been blessed to meet so many amazing people in my life. And I think it's important to share stories about people that are doing great things and doing positive things, especially in today's day and age where it's just so, so much negativity out there. So I'm honored to introduce our very first guest on our first episode, a phenomenal woman who means so much to me. She is a dynamic speaker, author, mentor, CEO of Purposed Steps, LLC. She's an American Sign Language interpreter, a runner, a salsera, the list goes on and on. But without further ado, Adriana Montalvo Andujar. Uh, it's so good seeing you. Oh, it's it's amazing to be here and just see your whole dream come to fruition. And here you are doing your thing. And I, I am beyond proud of you and Aww. all that you're going to bring to the forefront for South Jersey. Everything you're going to show light on in South Jersey. And there's so many wonderful things happening here. And you're going to bring that to the forefront. So Don't it's make much me cry. needed. <laughs> it's too soon. Don't make me cry already. <laughs> Well, again, like I'm, I'm honored to have you as our first guest. You mean so much to me. Um, I call her my bonus mom. We are so much alike. This is like me in 30 years. I don't want to tell you the age, but <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's coming. well, you're it's proud. Coming. I am very this proud. This is a big of my year age. for you. This is a big year. 60 is coming, and I'm gonna be doing it big in 60 locations with 60 celebrations and 60 wonderful people. That mean the world to me. So you're you're gonna be there. Yes, absolutely, and I love that. We're so much alike. We we can't stay still. Still, we have to go all in with everything we do, and that's what life's about. And we're June babies. We're June babies. <laughs> that's Gemini's. what we do. Yes, right. that's what we do. Right. Well, like, where do we begin? Um, so I, I gave you a brief introduction, but why don't you tell our audience who you are? Tell us a little bit about your background. Well, there's so much. Um, you know, I am a lover of life as well. So I really do believe that the only limitations you are you have are the ones you put on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So I am a sign language interpreter. That is what I did for about 30 years, and I loved it. I was passionate about it. I have made so many friends from it. And then, you know, I always wanted to write a book, so I am an author. And... So everything that I wanted to do, I've done. And, you know, it's living out the dreams that I had, but also knowing that my mom was there always saying, you could do it. If I would say, well, I want to write a book, oh, you could do it. And, you know, if I want to be a scientist, oh, you could do it. And I believed her. I believed that I could, and I did. And so I am passionate about dancing and, and salsa and ASL and languages. And there's so much out there for you to pursue. And, you know, I always say no one gets, no one has the right to decide how big your dreams get to be. Mm -hmm. And so if that's the case, then stop giving people permission to limit you. Mm. They're, they're living out their own limitations, right? right? Those are their limits, not mine. I'm going to do it. 
So, yeah, it's, it's been a, a long journey and 60 is here. <laughs> and so I'm looking forward to what's next. Yes. I live in the what's next. You know, yes. I enjoy what's now. Yes. Being here with you is is beyond, you know, things that I've dreamt of for you. But enjoying the, the now is important mm -hmm. because that really opens up that world to that next thing. Yeah. But the present, do it. Like, live it. Absolutely. Don't don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of just chilling and, and taking in what you have now. Absolutely. Well, um, you're not native to Vineland. You're not from you're a New Yorkian. <laughs> yes, I am. Why don't you tell us about your your background, your upbringing, I and, and am, what brought you to Vineland? I am um, I'm originally from Bushwick, born and raised. Love Bushwick. Bushwick. It was a true village. Though it was called the Killing Fields of New York City in the 70s and 80s when I grew up, there were people there who just loved. And not because I could do anything for them, just because they were looking out for us. And those were my mom's friends and our neighbors, and they, they took care of us, even though the neighborhood was really rough. I mean, shootouts happened there so frequently, you didn't even go home and tell your parents. It was like, <laughs> I mean, if you weren't hurt, you just That's kept terrible. going wherever you were going. So if I was headed to the handball courts and there was a shootout, duck, protect myself, do what I need to do. Once it was done, I got up and went to the handball courts. And wow. I didn't get to the handball courts. I say, oh, my God, you know what just happened? I was caught in a shootout. It was normal. It was normal. That's why you're so tough. Yeah, well, and then I was a <laughs> boxer. <laughs> I got into boxing for a long time. My mother was a single mother raising us on welfare in a really tough neighborhood. And you learn that you are not your circumstances there. Mm. You are not drugs. You are not prostitution. You're not gangbanging unless you want to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It doesn't define you. It does not define you. And though I had some moments, um, I went to the high school of fashion industries, which was in mm -hmm. Manhattan. So already at 14 years old, I'm taking the train by myself. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, getting there, and, and you have people that come to the school from Italy, from Paris. and That's amazing. You would think I didn't belong there because of my upbringing. I don't have the money to do couture. I don't have the money to be Gucci. Mm. Um, but the teachers there were so amazing. And, and I thought about dropping out because it just was so hard. And one teacher, she was the one that taught me that. She told me, you are not your circumstances, mm. you're not welfare, you're not gangs, you're not a street fighter. That's so powerful. Unless you want to be. And that struck me at 14 years old, you're like, oh, wait, I have a choice here? Mm -hmm. This is not what I have to be? And that changed the course of my life. And that's why mentorship is so important, so important. and role models are so important. And that's why it's important to get that story out too because people out here are so hopeless especially in Cumberland County in particular. It's one of the poorest counties in all of New Jersey. And I just, I just want to give that message more that you're not your circumstance. You're not. You're and, not. and you really have to plan out. So what can you do? Mm. Not what can this person do for you? What, and it, it's amazing to have your networks, mm -hmm. but you can't live on people's tailcoats. Mm -hmm. You have to do for yourself. And, you know, I'm a faith-based woman. I am... I, that I, I practice what I preach and I'm, I'm a mm. faith-based woman. So, you know, for me, the word says, ask, seek, knock, ask, ask, seek, ask, knock, ask, seek, 
knock. So ask. Ask in prayer. You're speaking to him. You have what a one-on-one. What do you want? What is it that you need? What do you got to do? Um, you know, speak it out. So speak it out first. Mm-hmm. Put it out there into the universe, write right? It. Write it. Ask. Speak. Ask. Seek is next. Seek means you better do your research. Mm-hmm. So if that means studying, if that means um, going to school, applying, applying asking, mm-hmm. going to these people now and seeking, knocking on those doors, and right. you're going to get rejected. You're right. going to get no's, but no's don't define you. Mm-hmm. No is just you're not in the right place. This is not where you're supposed to be. You go to the next place. right? And then ask, seek. And you start knocking on those doors. Yep. There will be the door that will open. And when that door opens, it is the right door. So it doesn't matter mm. what happened in the past. Um, I've always lived my life as, you know, people see things as oppositions. I see them as opportunities. Opportunities, always. So when I was boxing, my trainer taught me that. Because I boxed guys back in the days because women didn't box back yeah. then, right? So much alike. <laughs> so... So you look at the guy, your guy, I was looking at your somebody, my, and pound for pound, men are stronger than us. Yeah. So here I am, a 15-year-old, about to fight, you know, somebody 15 and 16 years old. My trainer would always tell me, don't look at him as the opposition. He's your opportunity. Mm. The opportunity's here. And, and I'm going, what, are you crazy? Like, he's, he can knock me yeah. out. He's like, no, because there's, it's a win-win forever here. Either... You're going to learn how good you are and you're going to continue to improve that Mm -hmm. or you're going to learn where you need to improve Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. improve upon that. So it's a win-win. I love that. So look at that opposition as the opportunity and you will always win. And I'm like, okay. And that's exactly what I did. I would look for the openings. I would look for where his weak points were. Mm -hmm. And I was good. I love that. And I'm so grateful that I grew up doing martial arts because I learned those lessons as well at a young age. And I think, you know, in this digital age, not saying anything is wrong with like gaming or anything, but it, you know, there's a lot of great benefits to being on a team, doing those physical type of things when you're younger, learning how to push yourself, learning not to give up and, and being coachable at a young age. Like Mm -hmm. you said, mentorship is everything. Yes. And a lot of kids um, don't want to be mentored nowadays. They think they know it all, especially because, you know, they could be a YouTube star and not have to work. But, I mean, that's cool, well, too. I think <laughs> I don't think they, they, they think they know it all. I think they try to portray that. Mm. I think they try to put that front up. I yeah. know, I know, I know. And well, I know, I, I thought I knew it all. Yeah, yeah, and, and you look back and you go, oh, right. I didn't know nothing. Right, I, I'm like, I'm I didn't mess. know nothing. Um, but... It's actually, um, I work for an amazing organization now. I was, I retired after 30 years, um, from the board of ed, which I loved that position and that career. One of the things I really want people to get out of this is, and I say this often, um, when you love what you do, you never work a day Mm. in your life because you look forward to it. You always look forward to it. And so, uh, I retired after 30 years, wanted to pursue purpose steps and life coaching and really helping people through their journey, their life's journey. And I, and that's what I've always done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came across this amazing um, organization called HISPA, and it stands for Hispanics Inspiring Students Performance and Achievements. With that, HISPA brings role models, Latino role models, into uh, schools that are very highly populated by Latinos and they bring these role models who 
who share their stories and show representation that people like them can achieve. Well, these students, um, you know, when they were questioned, like, why don't they go for things? Why don't they do the things that they dream of? And when someone doesn't see something to aspire to become, mm-hmm. you, you kind of you don't think it's possible. You don't think it's possible. It's possible for other people, but not me. Right. And um, for me, my role model as a child was Linda Carter. <laughs> she was Wonder Woman. And I really couldn't believe that a Latina, she's Latina. I couldn't believe that she was on TV and she was a superhero on top of that. So <laughs> even awesome. better for me. And I could aspire to be Wonder Woman. You I could, are. I am. And... And my family, they call me La Masque Sabes um, because I'm the all-knowing, right? Uh, but it's because I wonder a lot. I wonder why people accept other people's limitations. Right. I wonder why people settle for things they don't want. And I wonder why people will give up on that dream. Why? Why? So in my head, I'm always wondering. I'm always mm-hmm. asking questions. And so... Yeah, I am. I'm yeah. Wonder Woman. Not in the way traditionally you would think it is, but for me, wondering. It's always wondering. Yes. And this is why being a role model is so important. This is why bringing Latino role models to schools, to mm-hmm. students, because they're wondering, can I do it? Yeah. And it's not like the role models come in and say, if I could do it, you could do it too. But they right. actually are there saying, I did it. Yeah. And it took hard work, and it took an education, and it took knocking on doors and getting no's, but I'm here now. I love that. And that is one of the most important things that HISPA does. And now we um, we have over 3,000 role models now. We're in five different states, Texas, uh, Florida, New York, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. And it's just opening up more doors for these students. And That's it's amazing. just been a beautiful journey and an awesome transition from Retirement. being... I lived HISPA. I lived HISPA mm-hmm. in the high school. I can't tell you how many students I would find in the hallways and say, I'm taking you to class. And they're like, no, miss, I don't want, no, you're not hanging out either. Mm -hmm, And I would mm -hmm. drag them or I would tell them my story so that they can find some kind of hope in it. And they would go, we didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I can remember sharing a story, my story with a class and Isaiah Pacheco, Mm -hmm. uh, who is now in the Kansas City Chiefs, he came up to me crying Mm -hmm. and he gave me a letter and he held on to me because he thought, I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I didn't mm-hmm. know. And when he found out my story, he was shocked yeah. that I had to endure so much to get to where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we need to do. We need to share. You're doing exactly. the, You're doing a HISPA thing here is sharing stories and showing people here in South Jersey that there is hope. There is. That there are, there are doors waiting to be open just for you, but you have to go knocking and yes. you have to go seeking. You have to start asking. Yeah, so good. So good, Adriana. I have to say, you've been one of my biggest inspirations for the the past decade. And I love that you're a speaker and you're an author. This is your book, Shoes for Yana. Shoes for Yana, stepping into the shoes of 16 women who did not let fear choose their destiny. Amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about this book and what inspired you to write it? Well, females love shoes. We, yes, all, we, we all know. Too many. Say, too many. Never there's enough never, space. There's never enough. <laughs> it's the space that's We small. should show them your shoes. <laughs> no, maybe no, later. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. She got these awesome red shoes on. Those are her, like, 
I love red shoes um, <laughs> because I uh, lived a life of Dorothy. And so <laughs> I love that. Um, shoes for Yana. Shoes, uh, Yana actually stands for you are not alone. So many times we go through things and we believe that we're the only ones going through it. Mm -hmm. and, and we don't want to um, speak up about and we, it. And you don't speak about and it. And it's the ones that don't have someone to speak up to that can't take it and end up taking their lives. And, and so I, I was there. Yeah. And that's where this um, book came from because you see all the pretty shoes in the front, nice colored shoes, but you don't know the fight we're in. You don't know the combat boots that we have to wear on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was, um, I lived in domestic violence for many years and I lost myself and I really did believe that I was alone. From your previous marriage. My previous marriage. marriage. Yes, yep. my first marriage. And I believed I was alone. Also... I'm a tough girl. I was a boxer. I'm from New York. I don't put up with this. And I did. Um, and that, that shame, that blame, all that plays a role in holding on to and not sharing, mm -hmm. not sharing your stories, not sharing these mm -hmm. things that um, you convince yourself you should be ashamed of. And when in fact, it's never your fault. Yeah. Um, so in 2016, I had hit really a, a, a not even a wall. I want to say it was like a boulder mountain. And I, I went to New York to take my life. I went to New York because I just couldn't take it anymore. So many things. I had lost two people that I absolutely adored in my life in tragic circumstances. I felt like I was losing my family. I felt like I was losing my um, spirituality. I, there was so much happening that year. 2016 was a very tough year for me. And I, I was like, I, I became numb. Yeah. So a lot of people don't understand with suicide, it's not that you really want to die. It, it's you're in such a dark place that you don't know how to explain it. And I become numb. I didn't laugh. I didn't cry. And you know me. I'm don't like, me um, I didn't laugh. I didn't cry. I, 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 I would fake things. So when these two people died, um, I pretended I was crying. I would walk away so they didn't see that I, would, I had just no tears. Stop feeling. But the numbness, it's like you are the walking dead. Yeah. It really, you feel nothing. And a lot of times people who take their lives um, and die by suicide, they, they want to feel something. They want to feel pain. They want to feel fear. Um, last year there was the Miss Universe, the Miss America, um, beautiful woman with so much so in life. She jumped off a building. She wanted to feel something. Yeah. And I would rather be hypersensitive and feel everything than not feel at all. And it is such a dark place that I boarded a train to New York to take my life and tell us about that day i remember this story is just incredible so you went to new york with the purpose of taking your life and you were calling some of your family members right i called my family members um tell them and you love them i love them and that, that wasn't unusual but what is unusual is that i never say goodbye and i did i said goodbye to them they never picked up on it but um i don't like to say goodbye because i don't know when i'm gonna see you and for me a goodbye is forever right so and you were in Central Park, right? I went to um, Central Park that day. I got dressed up. I was going to look good. And <laughs> when the train hit me, that makes no sense. Right. But I um, I went to the Metropolitan Museum because as a, a 14, 15 year old who studied art, that was a place where I was able to escape. So I went into the building and something 
in my gut just said, go walk around Central Park. And I decided to walk around Central Park by myself thinking maybe somebody will try to rob me. Maybe that'll be the way that I'll, I'll die. And, and as I was walking around, I saw a crowd looking down and it was, there was a lot of people there. And I, I decided to walk over there to see what was going on. And mind you, I had walked around the park trying to take selfies and saying, if I, if I have a real smile in my pictures, if I have a real authentic smile, I won't do it. There's got to be something inside. And I didn't. I couldn't take a real smile. I couldn't be authentic. I couldn't smile like I meant it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm walking around. Soon as I got to this area, it was where the Imagine Mosaic for John Lennon is at. Okay. It's a huge, giant um, mosaic tourist trap a lot of people go there is by strawberry fields in in new york and this man just comes right up to me he just beelines to me as soon as i step right on the imagine he just came right up to me he said excuse me can i take a picture of you (laughs) and being a new york i'm like no right so you can steal my phone no i'm (laughs) like no well my phone has my wallet attached to it Right, right so i thought maybe that's what he wanted and he said no 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 i don't want a picture um of you for me, I want a picture of you with your phone for you. And it was a weird enough request that I gave him my phone <laughs> at, with my wallet and everything in it. And then I he backs away. He tells me, um, squat down and smile like you mean it. What he didn't know was I was trying to smile like I meant it. And I'm like, yep, this is it. This is confirmation that I have to, I'm going to take my life because mm-hmm. I'm not going to smile like I mean it. I'm, I can't. So he takes a picture and he comes back up to me. And when he gives me my phone, he holds on to it and makes me look. And he's like, look up. And then I, I looked in his eyes. And he said, imagine this world without you. Which <laughs> that was the afternoon that I was going to do it. And I couldn't. I couldn't imagine my mom without me. I couldn't imagine beautiful people that I had in my life without me, my grandchild, my grandchildren, my nieces. And I started to really imagine my life gone and them existing without me. And my emotions came up and I started crying. Um, I turned around to tell him thank you because he didn't know what he did. He didn't know that that question changed. He did not know that and he was gone. He was gone. That was an angel. And, and you know, people say, well, do, do you think it was Jesus? Do you think? I don't know what it was. What I do know is that God used that person to stop me because I had so much to bring to this world. The yes. book hadn't been done. Nothing had been done yet. And so I challenged God. 2016, I was walking out that park and I said, if you are real, God, you're going to show up. And I don't want you to show up with people telling me the Lord told me this and God told me that I want you to come to me. I need you here now. Within a year, I had my book within a year, the same day my book was released. My father who had been missing for 27 years was found. I was walking into a hospital to, to see him for the first time in 27 years. He had been missing. Um, and everything just turned around and everything became so beautiful. And this is why I'm a lover of life. This is why I'll try anything once. This is why I'm doing 60 parties in 60 different places. I love it. Um, but it, it is that it is, it is 
just holding on, you know, yeah. when, um, when Steven Twitch just, he took his life and, and, oh God. Right after like, his anniversary. You know, and everybody started posting, everybody was posting um, the hotline numbers and you, there's these people and dial this and call this. And we know that those people know that they know this exists. They know it's out there. They know there's help. So I knew, I recognized the word love. I, I can tell you the definition of love. I didn't feel love. Right. Not that my family didn't love me. They did. Not that people didn't love me. They did. The, the, the feeling of it. Do you think that was a personal choice? No, it was something that occurred, and I, there was, I would never want to not feel. It was me blocking and not speaking and not talking and yes. not not releasing those pains and and you were just holding on to it and that's you, what most people do exactly mm -hmm. especially the latinos oh we're and the men yeah, oh even that's more another so conversation men. that's a whole nother conversation i'm doing yanni next oh yeah um nice. but that's the whole thing you just just hold it in no one wants to know your business right and you hold in and hold it until you can't no more and then you stop feeling yeah so this this gentleman who I followed since he first started, so you think it could dance back in the days that he got rejected. Here he takes his life, and I cried that day because I know what he was going through. I know the pain of not feeling those emotions, and he has a beautiful family. He has a wife that loves him. That He loved her back, and yet he felt nothing. So what do you, what, what would you tell people? Like, what do you do when you feel that way? Like, how do you find it within yourself to open up your heart and get through that? The opening of the heart would be the hardest thing that you can do. But I would say, tell people that you feel that way. Yeah. And tell somebody that um, you are safe with. Because you'll get those people that say, oh, come on, look at your life. It's perfect. You have this. You mm -hmm, have that. Mm -hmm. You have money. You have... And so many people wrote that also in comments. Mm -hmm. He had everything. He didn't have everything because if he did, he wouldn't be dead. Yeah. He, there was that one thing that was missing. And I'm not saying that all people who die by suicide feel what I felt. But I'm saying that a, a huge portion of them get to that point of despair that they just want to yeah. feel, and there's nothing there for them to feel. They can't get there. They know the, defi the definition of love, the definition of fear, the definition of wanting, of desire. Of They know those definitions. Mm -hmm. It's just not in them anymore. Right, and, you know, depression and hopelessness knows no boundaries. Oh. It doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter where you come from. Anyone could feel that way, and... It's just so important, like you said, to, to speak about it. And, you know, that's what I really hope that our audience takes from this, that, you know, you're not alone. What is it? You, you, you are, are not, not alone. alone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is a way out. And a lot of times people don't feel a purpose. I think that's what everyone is, like, hung up on is what is my life's purpose? And really what I've learned or, you know, I'm continuing to learn is um, it's what you want to contribute to this world. A lot of times that's where our purpose is found. Like like you wrote this book, you know, it's not just for you. It is for you because you got to release mm -hmm. all these things and, and, and open your heart and share with other people and connect. But and you're there, also saving people. There are people. 16 other women in there that 
you know, they share from simple broken heart. You know, your first love, you were going to marry him. and it, That was big. Okay. It felt <laughs> that like. That was huge, right? right. And you Earth shattering. remember the name. And, yep. Um, all the way to um, my girlfriend's daughter, she was um, beaten at, to the point of uh, dying. She was left blind. And she was still able to forgive. And her story is in there. And there, everything wow. in between, the 16 different stories of 16 different journeys that these women take and how they come from, come out of it. And that's what I, I really wanted to, to have the book open to. I wanted people to understand that there always is a way. There's always a way. Just hold on one more day, one more hour. Yes. If the day is too long, then just hold on for an hour. Mm. And when that hour is up, Hold on another hour. Right. It Just will, day by day. It hour will, by hour. It will get better. I promise you it will get better. But if you're gone, then there's nothing left. You're done. And and that's the saddest part is that there was so much to contribute. He had so much to give. Mm -hmm. And and now he doesn't. And, yeah. and the people that are left behind are left with... Um, what could I have done? Yeah. What could I have? What could I have said? What could I, you couldn't? You couldn't right. have said anything. You couldn't have done anything more than what you already did, and and that's important that the people that are left behind don't have that sense of guilt. Yeah, don't have that. That don't allow that depression to get them now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And hopefully, it you know, it's like a disease out it, here. It, it, it is it, taking it, over. It is. It is a disease. Um, and you know, prayer. Pray for those those families that mm -hmm. are left behind, and they they have to figure this out now. Yeah, they have to figure out the whys, and they're, you're not going to figure it out because he didn't even know. If he knew, he wouldn't have taken his life. Right. Um, and so, shoes for Yana comes from that. I am working on shoes for Yanni. Yanni is you are not isolated, which is about men because men isolate nice. themselves. Mm -hmm. Um. So whatever was happening <sighs> in his life, he didn't have. He isolated himself to the point where he went to the hotel alone. Yeah. So those are the things that I, I really want to continue um, just pushing and living my life yes. in a way that inspires people. Yes. That, you know, when when I grow up, I, yeah, I always tell people that when I grow up, I want to be just like Tiffany. What? And I am grown up. I want to be like you. <laughs> and I am grown up, but there's so much more to yeah. do. Yeah. And um, that's what I love about you and I. Like, we're always exploring new things and just really expressing our spirit and passion and trying new things. And I want to continue that, and I know you will too. And um, what are some other accomplishments that you want to um, talk well, about right here? There's just so, so there, many. Uh, you know, uh, I've been given... You're a half marathoner too, which yeah, is Yes, I ran the awesome. Rocky Run. That, that was a dream of mine, doing the Rocky Run. And um, I was supposed to do it in 2020, and then COVID came, and it was over. Mm -hmm. um, but I lost 12 people in, in, during COVID. And the first one was, 12. My, the first one was my aunt, who I was, she was funny, and she was, <laughs> she's just everything. Um, and loving, and just an attitude, but she was like 4'8", or something like that. <laughs> and... When I lost her in April, she died. She was one of 606 people who died um, on the same day because COVID, oh, wow. that, it was right when COVID came. And it was devastating. And then it was just downhill from there. And the Rocky Run was canceled that year. But um, 
in thinking about her and the people that I was losing, I kept thinking, what did they have left to do? Right. What were those things that my aunt built a beautiful house in Puerto Rico. One day she was going to live there and she never did. Right. She never got there because next year, when the time mm. comes, I'm going to do it next time yes. or next and next never came. Right. So I started to look at that year and, and think about what I wanted to do. And one of the things I've always wanted to do was the Rocky run because I love Rocky. And my name is yes. Adriana, real close to Adrian. Uh -huh. So I, um, and he inspired me because the movie came out in 1976. I was 13 when that movie came. Oh, I went to see it. Big and, impact. And I thought, oh, I'm a, I'm a little rug rat that could be just like him. And that's how I got into boxing. Love that. So, um... 2021 came around and I decided to, you know, really go for it. And, and every mile that I did was dedicated to one of the people that I lost. Wow. And the 13th mile was You're so deep. Uh, well, you I know what? It. I love, I love connecting to this world. I'm on this planet for a reason. Amen. So every day I wake up and my challenge is how can I make whoever's path I cross that day? How's their life different? Once they cross my path. Yes. And then I live that. And whatever that is, that's what I do. I love that. Um, and so I did. And the 13th one was for me. Because that, I wanted to do that run. And I did it. And you I got it. it done. Yes. And I got it done in record time. I think um, my number was like 25 out of yeah. my age. Yeah, I did really good you too. go, girl. I know. I love that. I loved it. And so that's. You know, that's how I cho I'm choosing to live. After 2016, I am choosing to live. And Amen. I don't want to die yes. until I'm dead. Yes. So until I take that last breath, I don't want to be home yeah. looking at TV. You're going to be sad. accomplishing. I want I want to go out and just do things. And whether that means sit and have a cup of coffee with someone that I care for or a perfect stranger, that's what I'm going to do. Right. Um, I love that. If, if it means just taking my dog for a walk and really appreciating, I mean, I, I know I, I sent you pictures of hawks because I was walking my dog one day and there were hawks in the park and I took pictures and I'm thinking, who would appreciate this? Me. And I sent it to Tiffany. <laughs> so it's, it's that. It's looking out and knowing that your life is not a... It's not an obstacle, and mm -hmm. there are no oppositions. Mm -hmm. Every day is that opportunity. Yes. Every single day that you have is going to be the day that gets better for you. Yes. And if, if you choose that for yourself. If, if things come against you, then you have to look at that as, this is not happening to me. This it's is happening, happening for, for me. me. It yes. is happening for me. And, and I don't know if that's the right way to look at things, but I know for me... It is the best way for me to look at it so that this way it gives me the opportunities to deal with that, right? Yes. If I look at it as something bad and tragic and horrible and, and you know, I had my, my friend's son was murdered um, this year. My, I lost my mom this year. I'm so um, sorry. And this happened back yeah. to back. So what was the opportunity there? My opportunity was to be there for these families, to be there for my sisters and brothers. Am I hurting? Absolutely. Is it tragic? Absolutely. But what's the opportunity for me now? Yeah. And, and, and to love on our people even more. When you look at things as an opportunity, you never lose, even though it's tragic. Mm, that's so was terrible. I devastated losing my mom? Absolutely, because we were bringing her home. And you know what that, I know feels, what that like. feels like. 
And then this young man that I adored, he lived in my house as a baby. He was one of my best friends growing up, Chad. And he passed. And the way he passed was so tragic. My job was to be there for the family. Yeah. That, that is an opportunity. And so you have to look at it as that. Because if yeah. not, you sit home and cry all day. Right. And you can't do that. Right. And then you hope to help someone and go, okay, I did my job. Yeah. You know, today I did my job. And I get up to, to just be a better version of myself. And when I cross someone's path, they are left with, oh, I had a really good time talking Breath to Breath of fresh her. air. Yeah, that's yeah. that's me. And that's I what I that. do. That's who I am. Um, so I did the marathon. I'm an artist. I do, I've do. i done murals. I love to do murals. Um that's love amazing. to paint. Uh, it, that's my release. That's where I get my therapy. Uh, sign language interpreter for the 30 years. I came across some amazing, amazing, not only deaf students, but um, my, my student, Samantha, and I'll sign this because she might be watching. Um, she was a dancer, and she was completely deaf. What does that say? She can't hear the music. That's and there amazing. is no such thing as feeling the, the vibrations. There's, there's not really, you, you can't do that. Yeah. But here she was. She did ballet. She did tap. She did jazz. She was told, and she's in the book. Mm. She was told, you can't do that. You're not supposed to be a dancer. And she proved them wrong because she became <laughs> the number one dancer. And even the, the guy that was here, yeah, he owner. remembered her. He said, oh, yeah, she was a dancer. She, she did ballet. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's my student. That's amazing. So That's beautiful. You know, I've come across people that show me that even though things are um, impossible to you, mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're, they're impossible. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you that I can do it. And then when I do, you're going to be like, oh, oh wow. I remember. It can be done. Yes. Yes. That's the beauty of HISPA. Yes. That's the beauty of living your life, you know, really full. That's For the beauty you. of sharing. Yes. That's the beauty of speaking. These, that is the beauty of life. Of life. You know, you asked me one of the things, one of the questions you asked me, you, you asked what drives you. Yes. Passion. Passion I'm for passionate life. about the people I talk to. You could be a perfect stranger, and I'm going to, you know, try to influence you in one way. I am passionate about my family and the people that I love. I am passionate about writing. I am passionate about opening doors for people. Everything you do. Everything I do, I... I do it to the fullest. I, because I, why, know, why not? Why not? One you life. Know? And, and at the end of the day, I always say this, you know, when some people are very negative about me. <laughs> Haters. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because you're doing something right. They don't put food on my table. Okay. They, they don't pay my bills. I love it. When the day comes that you choose to pay my bills and you choose to put food <laughs> on my table, then, I'll listen then you to have an opinion. I'll listen to everything you have but to say. But that'll never happen. But at that point, you know, what am I doing or not okay. doing right. that gives you that opportunity to come in my house and pay my bills? So, nah, I'm good. And it's okay if you if that makes you if that floats your boat and, and speaking negative about somebody is what's keeping you alive. Go for it, you know. Have fun, have at it, you know. I'm not gonna say no, but I'm also not gonna take it personal. Right? You're not. You're not my mom. You're not my sister. That. You're not. You're not family. Nothing's personal. It's always a reflection of their yeah, own inner yeah. turmoil. Right. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Always. a reflection of who they are, not me. Exactly. And that's okay. It's okay. You know, if that's the way you feel, go for it. Yes. I have other things to do. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, Adriana, your spirit is just shines so bright. Your heart is so big. And really, it feels like I'm talking to myself <laughs> all the time. We like always do. We're, we're so much alike. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for being a guest here today. Where can the audience find you? The audience, um, reach out to me any given moment. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I don't do Twitter. I me kind either. of backed out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also reach me um, by phone at 754-2-BE-TRUE. To um, be true. We're going to put all the info on the caption which, and yes, a link to your book. Link to the book. It, it'll be on, on her site. Um, and the proceeds go... By the way, um, when you buy a, a shoes for Yana book, part of the proceeds go to a Yana in high school who is out to do great things, and we try to give them a scholarship where they get um, actual cash at the beginning of the year, the beginning of the um, their school year, because it's hard. You got to buy a backpack, paper, and and so we try to give them cash for them to actually use on the spot. I love that. Um, since they're going to school, I'm not going to keep tabs on what they're using it for. That's on you. Just you want to buy jeans, go buy jeans. But um, we want to let them know that we're, we're there to support them so that they are not alone. I love that. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Adriana. I'm so honored to have you as my first guest, my bonus <laughs> mom. So thank you again. I am so, you have no idea um, when you reached out to me. and It was so, divine. I was like, yes. Everything was divine. I, I didn't know when it was going to happen. I didn't know what time it was going to happen. I didn't know. I just said, yeah, she's a, we're doing this. I want to do this. And I want you to be different. Yes. I love that. And, um, and here we are. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you because you have overcome many obstacles. You have had many haters. You lost your mom and you had your mom for a long time, but she was sick. And, um, this is personal and I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but, uh, her mom and I, Joe, we were friends. We were good friends. And, She'd always told me when Tiffany was little, she looks up to you. She just loves you. She just loves you. And as Joe became sick, um, there was one day we had a conversation. She said, if I am not here when my daughter is doing her greatness, can you be there for her? Can you watch over her? And Can you make sure she has a shoulder to lean on when I'm gone? And I promised her that. And... Here we are. Um, when Joe passed away, Tiffany gave me a call, and that was the decision. That very hour, we said, I'll be bonus mom. You'll be my bonus baby girl. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Mm-hmm. So congratulations on this move. I'm so, so <laughs> proud of you. I love you, too. And I know only greatness is going to come from this. Thank you. Tip Talks. Tip Listen Talks. Mm, I love you so much. Thank you. Mm. Oh, beautiful. Oh, and I have a gift for you. This is, Aww. I'm so sorry. You <laughs> just lost your mom. And Aww. I know how it feels. And yellow is her favorite. And yellow is her favorite. And red's your favorite. And I have another gift for you. Where, where is it? Over here. Ta-da. <laughs> you get a Tiff Talk shirt. Yes! I am so wearing this today. Yay! Today is uh, Happy Three Kings Day, and I'm so wearing this. Yes, and I just want to quickly thank our sponsors. 
So our first sponsor is Pines Social Media Marketing Agency, which is the location we're at right now. Grow your business with Pines Marketing, the social media and SEO experts covering South Jersey and Philadelphia. You can find them on Instagram at Pines Marketing Agency. Our second sponsor is Millville Speakeasy Toastmasters Club, which is a wonderful nonprofit for public speaking that I'm a part of. I'm actually the VP of Public Relations. Um, so if you're interested in Toastmasters, let me know. And our third sponsor is Colonial Flowers, which is where I got your beautiful bouquet. And they are located on High Street in Millville. Check them out, Colonial Flowers. And of course, I want to thank my production team, Ant Vision Media, my number one production team, the number one production team in Jersey. I mean, check them out. Check them out. Thank you, Anthony. You are the best. Millville's very own. You know, we got we to gotta hold it down. And our last person I want to thank is Embroidery Brothers. They hooked us up with this amazing quality embroidery t-shirt, embroidered t-shirt. And um, they did it last minute for me. And I can't thank you enough. Um, I put this all together in a couple days. Like literally, I'm a very creative, impulsive person, but I think that's where my magic lies. So I'm so grateful that Anthony was available, that you were in town. Spontaneous. Spon you are spontaneous. I am spontaneous. I'm just like you. Yes. But hey, we go with it. You're, you're okay. spontaneous. I like that word better. Yes, I do too. Yes, yes. And embroidery came through the same day. Like all of this came together. So thank you all for making this possible. And um, I'm ready to do some more episodes. Oh, I got people. Tiff Talks. Yeah.